here's a man who knows all about making up faces to the best advantage, whose job in life is to make film stars' faces look um, prettier than they really are. Perhaps you'll be able to pick up some useful hints. Welcome to the second episode of Beauty GPS in the Hot Seat. I'm your navigator, Mary Shook. Beauty GPS is meant to help you, the listener, navigate through all your beauty and wellness questions through licensed experts and practitioners that have agreed to sit in my hot seat so that you, the listener, can ask them questions live every first and third Saturday at noon Eastern Standard Time. All you have to do is dial into our hotline found at beautygps.com, or you can just listen to the conversation. This week, I'm excited to introduce you to award-winning makeup artist and cosmetics developer, Kevin James Bennett. According to Michael Develis, owner of The Powder Group, Kevin is the most product-driven and business-focused artist of our generation. Today, Kevin and I discuss how to get past the confusing marketing and influencers and shop for your skincare, hair care, and color cosmetics. He also discusses the controversy over parabens in cosmetics, the recent Johnson & Johnson class action over talc, and so much more. Kevin didn't hold anything back, so it gets a bit controversial. Please note, this episode contains a little bit of potty language. Now sit back and enjoy the trip. And thanks for listening. We have on the show Kevin James Bennett in the hot seat. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Kevin that, James. Was that a bad way to start this off? No. Should I just do a regular hi? We, <laughs> whatever you want there, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so, for people who don't know who you are, you're an Emmy award-winning makeup artist. You're a cosmetic developer. You're a makeup artist. I'm going to keep going. You're an educator. You're a journalist. We're still going. Uh, and a consumer advocate, which I think is a really interesting label. Can you tell us what you mean by consumer advocate? Because I know what it means, but how, that's not a normal title for a makeup artist. Um, considering the fact that I, I, I dove in so deep into the cosmetic industry after all these years and have and wear so many different hats, I'm uniquely qualified to look at products, look at marketing campaigns, and actually pass along the information to the consumer as to whether they're legit, whether they're worthwhile, whether it's just more bullshit. To be a real legitimate consumer advocate, it can't be opinion-based. It's got to be fact Based. You've got to talk about things that can be researched, that can be backed up. When people say it's like, well, my it's my opinion. It's like, well, you know what? Facts trump opinion every time. Yeah. So I come loaded with facts. I set a scenario up where a conversation can be started in social media, online, on whatever platform. And then I let people ask questions. And then when they do, I bring them facts. Why I really brought you on is because I think more than ever, you've got media that's confused because they're so used to bowing to their advertisers. You've got consumers confused because FCC is not sitting there saying, oh, you know what? You just endorsed that and you didn't divulge it and so on. So there's got to be beacons out there. And that's why I want to pluck the people that I know 
that have the integrity and so on. There isn't any part of the industry that I don't think you're somehow connected to, which I think kind of validates and says a lot about you. Well, that, that also validates the fact that I'm an overachiever. I just think <laughs> that's the AD. <laughs> Let's say facts. That, that's, the, that's the ADHD speaking. It's like, you know, it's like I, I got all these ideas. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm about one spot away from Rain Man status, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I'm just, well, I'm just very, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very, very, very deep into the cosmetic industry because I love information. Information is like candy for me. It's like chocolate. It's like cheeseburgers. It's like, you know, dirty martinis. I love them. I love information. <laughs> I love this information. I love this industry. This industry is amazing. It's one of the few industries other than tech that evolved at like breakneck speed. So there's always new things happening, always new companies, always shifts, always new things to learn, new techniques, new technology. Um, there's just always newness. So there's always something to learn. I've been doing this and getting a paycheck doing this for 35 years. So I must be doing something right. So maybe the information I have to share is worthwhile. And the most worthwhile thing I tell people is you have to constantly be learning. You have to constantly be listening. You don't know everything. Even when you're doing it for 30 plus years, you don't know everything. You are really a person who caters to the professional makeup artist. In fact, you have a very wide following in a Facebook group called In My Kit. You also work with products. You're not just someone that's sitting there on the internet and doing, you know, Googling all this information. This is something that you're actually in practice with as an artist. You're in practice with actually working with cosmetics. Can you tell us more, like, some of the brands you may work with, if you're allowed to say it, and what you do with these brands? Now, as far as working with brands, um, I can legitimately say, because there's products out there that people know that I worked on, um, I've got to be careful with NDAs. Yep. This is another thing, people. Um, we, we sign things called non-disclosure agreements. Um, I could probably wallpaper a room with the amount of NDAs that I've signed. So, um, but, but what I'm really proud of right now, very proud of, which I want to share, um, uh, I've done a couple of projects for complexion products with, with not, not philosophy, but I've worked with them also. But uh, First Aid Beauty, because I, I love their skincare. Their skincare is affordable very very usable i mean you know and the thing is they, they've forged into color cosmetics and they brought me into the fold as a consultant and um, two of the products that i worked on with them are doing extremely well so i'm kind of excited about that as a matter of fact the um the what is it the ultra repair tinted moisturizer um sephora's already um ordered uh, a shade extension uh, the brand new Bendy Avocado Concealer. I don't know where they get these damn names from. I really don't. <laughs> it's got Bendy Avocado Concealer. Yeah. Well, actually, it, it, it's got avocado oil in it, and it is Bendy. It's actually new technology, which I'm very excited about. It's a self-setting liquid concealer that actually retains elasticity after it self-sets, which is something that no other product has ever done before. So it's really exciting. And that product just got um, an order for a five-color extension also, which I've already done. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, uh, and one the, the one product that I laugh about today, back in 2011, um, I was working on the team developing something called Wonderbrow. 
for a company called Wonder 2. And we oh, launched yeah. it in 2012. And we launched it in 2012 and nobody even paid attention. Right? And about a year ago, I'm talking to somebody and I'm going through something on Amazon and I'm looking at something and I was like, oh my God, Wonder Brown. They were like, yeah. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean, yeah? They said, it's like one of the top selling beauty items on Amazon. I was like, are you kidding me? I had no clue. I was involved. How were you involved? Um, I worked. I worked with the lab on formulation, um, color, everything. Excellent. No, it's a great product. I, I personally use it. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah, so, I, so, so I've actually made a couple of things you, you've seen out there. So yeah, it's like yeah. I, but the thing is, I find that most of the projects I'm being called in on um, are complexion based because I'm known for skin. I'm like the complexion queen when it comes to color matching and all the other stuff. Um, so I, and I understand the whole process because I have an art background. I'm not just a makeup artist. I have an art background, so I know oh. I know how to make skin. I know how to make skin colors out of out of pigments. So it's and this is what people don't understand. Makeup is nothing more than the same mineral pigments that are in your acrylic paints, in your oil paints. It's all the same stuff, just different suspension. That's all it is. It's nothing different. And of course, there are there are colors in, in artistic paints, which you would never be able to put on your skin. Of course, we understand safety issues and whatnot. But I mean, basically, it's the same thing. We mix together a bunch of colors to create skin the same way that you mix together a bunch of colors to paint skin. Sure. So it's all the same. It's all related. So you're you're the pigment guys is, is really it because that's that I knew you ha- were involved a lot with that, but you're also involved in packaging and other things too. I, I I've seen you price things out for that and so on. So yeah, well yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm pretty much a a very deep toolbox. Um, so I can actually write the I can create the product, create the component design the packaging, write the marketing copy, write the education to sales promotion. Um, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, and I do web design also. <laughs> that I've known. You've done that for many, many years now. I know you're the, you were like the WordPress whiz many years ago. So that, that I knew. <laughs> Actually, but, before, we even, before we even had WordPress, when things were still in code, I taught myself code. Oh, my so God. I used to write in code. <laughs> yeah, I used to write in code. So, uh, but hey, that's what you had to. If you wanted to have control of your website back then and be able to change things at will, you had to be able to read and write code. So that was back in the early days of HTML. That was before we had WordPress, before we had, you know, everything that we have now, the plug and play. Well, this is also a testament to you seek out information, you seek out knowledge, and then you find a way to get it done. And that's kind of the the difference between someone that's out there and just giving their opinion and someone who's again had a certain amount of experience and sees how a product works sees how marketing works sees how all these things are in play which makes you a really unique well-rounded person in our industry as a consumer how do you find these products that work because that's the issue that's what i keep hearing and the customers are like i just don't know and i saw this ad or i saw this influencer how does a consumer navigate? Okay, you see somebody making claims. Look at the claims. What are the claims they're making? When you look at the claims, you say, okay, this is going to make my hair look shinier, smoother. It's going to be easier to blow dry, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so how do I know this is true? 
I immediately look at ingredient listings. And this is, and people don't get this. It's like, it is so freaking easy in this day and age to cut and paste an ingredient in Google and find out exactly what that ingredient is and exactly what it does. All this information is available. So if somebody's saying that something is going to make your hair smoother, sleeker, it's like, okay, I look at the ingredient list online and I've cut and pasted a couple of things and I find out there's five bazillion different types of silicone in it. Is silicone good? Silicone is great. Silicone creates a cosmetic fix. It's not a permanent fix. It's going to smooth the outside cuticle of the hair and make the hair appear shinier, appear smoother. But the problem being, it also waterproofs the hair. So you are not actually cleansing it correctly and moisture is not getting into your hair to sustain it. So you're actually preventing it or preventing your maybe expensive conditioners or other treatments from working unless you remove the buildup from this product that makes your hair shiny and manageable. So this is this is what you need to look at as a consumer. It's like, okay, this sounds amazing and it sounds like it's gonna be life-changing, but do the claims actually match up to what it does in reality? And why are these claims legitimate? What are the ingredients? What's making it do this? But people have to actually invest a minute to research. Kevin, there's a lot of online resources and, quote, experts out there. But how do consumers find the right resources? Like, for instance, a lot of the beauty industry relies on environmental work group. But I found information on there that wasn't quite entirely correct or complete. I've even reached out to them personally uh, to correct their ratings with clinical studies I found. But I never got a response back. Okay, who are they citing? Who are they citing? Where is their source for this information? You have to look at where their source is coming from. Is it from legitimate clinical studies? It has to be a clinical study. If it's not a clinical study, it's not legitimate. To this day, people are still like demonizing paraben. The first study came out in 2004 from Dr. Patricia Darbright. And what happened was they found parabens in cancerous breast tissue. Problem is her study was totally flawed because they did not check the healthy tissue next to the cancerous to see if there were parabens in that also. So it was actually an inconclusive study, but some idiot glommed on to the fact that, oh, they found parabens in cancerous skin, so blah, 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 to the point where Dr. Darbury had to come out a year later and dis her own findings and say, this is not conclusive. Okay, this is in 2005. Here we are 13 years later, and nobody has provided any clinical studies coupling parabens to cancer to this date, but we're still demonizing them because of that, what happened 13, 14 years ago. So find out where the information is coming from. I mean, we've got this whole... We had we had this whole to do with you know talc now because of Johnson and Johnson and all that other bullshit. But you know what? They were mining talc in mines that had excessive levels. They were buying talc from mines that had excessive levels other heavy metals, especially aluminum and asbestos. It was their fault for buying that sourced talc. This is why I have a huge issue with people buying pressed powder products from China. Their their talc is crap and it's dangerous when used over a long period of time. We know this for a fact because their heavy metal levels 
are just way too high. So, um, you know, and, and but then there's talc that is like like Italian cashmere talc. It's extremely pure. It's extremely good. It's beautiful. It's amazing in cosmetics. But now we're demonizing talc because some assholes went cheap and didn't care about people's health. So all talcs are bad now, supposedly. You've got to do your research. You've got to file through all this. This is why I love the Internet. We didn't have access to this information the way that we do today. You can find legitimate factual information by doing research on the internet. Pick up your phone, pick up your laptop, pick up your iPad, whatever. It takes minutes to check, minutes, and you will find out legitimate information. And even if you find conflicting information, you can at least then drill down the conflict and say, okay, this one says this, and this one says this. Well, let me look a little deeper. Let me, let me fall a little farther in the rabbit hole and see how many people are on each side and where they're getting their information from. This is how I find information. I mean, and I, of course, I talk to people in laboratories and I talk to people like you and I talk to people in the industry, but there's so much information available out there. You've just got to stop being lazy. You've got to go, if you want to know, if you want the truth, if you want facts, you have got to go out and seek it. Stop being lazy. Stop waiting for people to spoon feed you information. Everything's out there. Well, that's, that's that is the point. No, it's, it's not too rough. No, no, it's, it's not at all. It's, it's just, we are in a society that's like, we want to press a button and it's there. And so with that button pressing, what I want to ask, what are some of your favorite go-to resources when you are looking at products? Like there's got to be consistent places that you find the resources that you're talking about. Um, honestly, no. No? No. It's all no, different. No. I, I mean, every, everybody's, too many people have an angle right now. I would rather go straight to the source, get an IL and break it down. I mean, IL meaning an ingredient list and break it down. Um, it just makes sense for me now. I mean, this whole thing with EWG, it's just, you know, I mean, there are a bunch of lobbyists with an agenda. You know, it's a bunch of bullshit. They, 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 they're paying Kourtney Kardashian as a front to legitimize themselves. I mean, the entire scientific community laughs at them because their information is so flawed. They're a bunch of fear mongers. Um, we can't look at them. And, and then you have people that are kind of sort of a little lazy that are sort of filtering the same bad information, but not really checking deeply to find out if it is flawed or not. They're just reposting it because, oh, well, such and such said this. And like, people believe me. So I guess this is enough. It's like, no, it's not. That's the other thing. If I ever give a rec on a product, when a rec meaning a recommendation on a product, um, I give a rec because I have tried to break it. If I have <laughs> not been able to break it, then I feel safe in telling you it's okay to buy, but I have tried to break it already. Understand, I don't talk about products I have not tried to break. It's like I test it on me. After I test it on me, I give it like what I, what I call the, the super road test. Um, I test things on clients. I test things, you know, I do a lot of press junkets. My, my talent has to be in the makeup from the AM morning talk shows to the late night shows. So their makeup and on book tours in between and personal appearances. So their makeup's on at like five, five thirty in the morning and on until seven or eight PM at night. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's like, I, I test things on them. It's like, okay, did this stand up? Does this work? Does this not work? 
um, you know, and I test drive things hard. I try to break them. I actually go into manufacturers. We work on products. We create things. We make things that are worthwhile and not necessarily expensive either. You don't have to do expensive, but you do have to do worthwhile. I don't want my name on anything that is bullshit because you know what? It, it, what does that do for me getting the next job? You're as good as the last gig, correct? Yep. If I make something crappy, does that make you want to work with me if you know I'm making crappy products? Well, again, you're selling trust and integrity then, and it's, it's a synonymous throughout whatever you're doing. And it comes at a price because there are companies that won't work with me because I've been outspoken about things that they've done that were questionable. But you know what? Obviously, I don't want to work with you if this is the way that you position your product. Every guest shares a beauty hack. It could be something personal or something our listeners could learn from. Kevin James Bennett, what is your beauty hack? Hmm. My favorite beauty hack, I mean, and this is just so stupid simple. It's all you guys out there, and I, I shouldn't say this because I've actually developed these products, so I should shut up. Mm, damn, I shouldn't do this. Yeah, you know what, guys? Save your damn money on these damn tinted moisturizers and these sheer foundations. It's a bunch of bull. I mean, it's for consumers, it's more. It's for it's, it's to fit your lifestyle if you want something like that. But most people, I would suggest, if you've got a really great foundation, like medium full coverage, which everybody should have for those times that you want that coverage. Okay, I need a tinted moisturizer. Well, you know what? What? take a little bit of the moisturizer that you use that you love and mix it with the foundation that's perfectly matched to your skin that you love and make your own damn tinted moisturizer it's the best of both worlds as opposed to buying a tinted moisturizer that is a moisturizer you wouldn't necessarily have in your skincare routine or have a foundation in a color that's not necessarily perfectly matched to you and i shouldn't say that because i've developed tinted moisturizers but that's my favorite beauty hack. It's like, well, I want a sheer foundation. It's like, well, make one. People need my, okay, I'm going to take it back. My big attack is get into your makeup bag and start playing with your makeup. Start mixing things, start playing with things, start trying to use things in ways that you wouldn't normally use them. Every color cosmetic is made of pigments, waxes, oils, emulsifiers, whatever. They're all the same thing, except they're made with more or less of each. There's no difference between a lip gloss and a pressed eyeshadow, other than the amount of emulsifiers, liquids, waxes, or oils that are mixed into it. It's the same stuff. So, great hack. You want to have long-lasting lipstick, but you don't want your lips to dry out? Put your moisturizer on your lips, blot up the excess, pat on some, some blush or eyeshadow, then put a little bit of gloss over the top of it. It's the same thing. You're cre- you can create lipstick colors doing this. Um, you want a cream blush? Take some of your powder blush, pat it onto your cheeks while your face is still wet with your foundation, and then blend it with a brush or a sponge. You've got cream blush. Boom. You're making your own cosmetics. You don't have to buy everything. You got too many hacks? No, actually, your, your hacks are right on trend, though, because I was just reading the other day how, you know, this Korean trend still keeps evolving and, and coming out, and they're not even really Korean products now. It's American companies saying they're Korean. And what they were saying is BB creams are so past tense. The trend now is the tinted 
moisturizer. So your hack is completely on trend with what's going on right now. So that's that's perfect. And actually, it saves you a whole lot of money. It saves room in the medicine cabinet or your makeup bag. You're just you know you're not buying five million different things. You know, it's just easier. It's it's nicer. And let's say that you tend to wear um, serums, not moisturizers. You can mix your foundation with the serum. It's easy. I mean, it's simple. It's it just makes sense. It just it. For those of you that want it, that want to buy a lot of stuff, some people, and I'm not going to lie, I'm the worst. My medicine cabinet in the bathroom, and this is what's scary. Okay, let's talk scary now. I'm in the industry in development. I have access to everything and anything. I spend so much money on products, it's out of control. I'm always trying something new, especially in skincare because I'm a, I'm a guy, so it's like I don't wear a lot of color makeup or anything ever. So I'm always like new hair products, new skin products. I mean, I spend a lot of money. I'm, I'm like your perfect, you know, guinea pig. It's like, oh, I see the words new and improved. I'm like, what's that? So <laughs> I, I, I kind of I kind of start shaking and sweating. So, you know, and there's a lot I'm. There's, and there's a lot of new technology out there um, in a lot of different categories. Um, right now, I'm testing out, give you an idea, right now I'm testing out some new products that are actually bending the rules as far as shampooing and body wash. Um, there's a company called Hair Story that has something called um, New Wash. Um, it's sort of like in the lines of like no poos and when and, you know, conditioning cleansers and whatnot. But for some odd reason, this product actually works. Your hair does come up clean and fluffy and lovely, and I've been using it for a couple of months to give it the hard test drive. Um, now, about two, three weeks ago, there's a new company called Crude, C-R-U-D-E, that are making this totally soap and detergent-free body cleanser. And it's, it doesn't lather, nothing. It's aloe-based, it's got oils in it, it's got whatever, and I've been using it as the only thing I'm using for the past couple of weeks. My skin in the winter is dry as fuck. My skin is actually comfortable. So, I mean, see, I'm always looking for new stuff. Who, three, two, three years ago, nobody would have looked at products like this or had the nerve to put them out there. Technology has brought us to a point now where we can actually, and we understand skin, hair, whatever, enough that we can look at products like this and go, okay, you know what? I'm willing to give this a whirl because it makes sense. <laughs> I'm laughing because we just lost all of our colors. <laughs> We did. We did. We talked too long. <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm not kidding. So I'm going to ask you questions our listeners sent in and apologize to those of you who phoned in. So um, apparently there's obviously a learning curve here. I have Jamie in New York who wanted to know if uh, she's going to the cosmetic counter and she buys like Chanel and all of a sudden someone is tackling her. Uh, from another direction, like Tom Ford or Clarence and so on. She's like, I just, I'm so confused as to, is the pricing really going to make a difference? Is Tom Ford investing some technology I should know about? Or should I stick with Chanel? Or how do I go to the cosmetic counter and shop? Um, go to the cosmetic counter and touch things and buy what you like. That's but it. What, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a matter of better, more, whatever. It's like when you touch stuff, you're going to know whether you like the texture, whether you like the finish. I mean, you can, you can find something for $5 that you adore more than something that costs $50. It's all, it's all personal taste. And, I mean, if you want me to say, well, the technology is not different or is different, it's, we can't disclose everything on everyone. But, I mean, hey, 
let's break it down. Tom Ford is an Estee Lauder company. Do you really think that that's a $52 lipstick? Let's be honest here. I mean, come on now. So, but if you love the formula and you love the colors and you love the texture, spend the 52. Are you going to be able to find that same color and texture somewhere else for maybe half the price? Probably. But do you want to go through the cosmetic floor finding it? If it's got the Tom Ford name on it, you're paying for the name, you're paying for the advertising, you're paying for the components, you're paying for the exterior packaging, you're paying a lot of money to live that lifestyle. You're buying a lifestyle there. You know, it's like there's a big price point difference between living the Tommy Hilfiger lifestyle and the Ralph Lauren lifestyle. There's a huge mark, there's a mark difference in price there, correct? They both correct. have a lifestyle that they're offering. But the thing is, you have to decide what lifestyle you want to buy into. You know, Tom Ford is super luxury, high end. Tom Ford is going to be more costly because of the name, because of the packaging, because of the advertising, because of everything. I mean, Tom Ford, it's like somebody gave me a bottle of Tom Ford fragrance for my birthday. And I was like, holy crap, I know what you spent. That's insane. But the bottle is gorgeous. The packaging was gorgeous. It smells beautiful. It's Tom Ford. I mean, you know, it's not some nondescript little glass bottle. And I have nondescript glass bottles in my medicine cabinet in the bathroom also that smell just as good, but they don't look like that. <laughs> and they don't have that name on them. Sure. Well, I have Sarah who said, uh, says, I'm in Iowa and I really don't have access to a lot of uh, stores other than drug stores. She says, are there any drugstore brands that you can highly recommend um, just as a, a general products and so on that you're, that are your must haves? You know, when she says she doesn't have access, cause I know the Ulta is all over the darn place now. So I mean, yeah. Ulta's got a great mix, <clears throat> which I appreciate because they had some higher end and they had the drugstore brands, which are great. Um, as far as drugstore brands, I mean, there are certain things that you're going to have to actually take the time and effort to go and find. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend complexion products from the drugstore. I just don't. Um, what, you, what makes your skin look better should cost a little bit more money. I'm sorry. The pigments are more, better pigments, better emulsifiers. You know, eyeshadow, on the other hand, I could care less. I mean, people are buying this, this crap online, you know, that. 35 colors for $24, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's below dollar store prices. So, yeah, you can find better stuff in, in you know, the, the drugstore. I mean, you know, your L'Oreal's, all those, um, your, even your Revlon's. I mean, they, they actually make some Revlon Super Lustrous Lipstick, still one of my all-time favorites. It's a gorgeous formula. And what is it, $7.99 a tube? Probably. Five million colors, gorgeous formula. It's beautiful. It's great. Why not? You know, it's like you have, you have to make the choice on what you're going to spend the money on and take the chance on. You know, if, if, if you've read a lot about a certain foundation, well, yeah, you know what? You, you get a hold of Sephora or Ulta or someone and you order a couple of them in different close to your color and you find which one matches and you return the others. That's all. I have Heather in Georgia who says she's a single working mother with absolutely no time to shop in the stores for her products. But when she's put her son to bed or has insomnia, she'll try to do her shopping online then. How do you suggest buying products through social media? 
So you have to look at the facts. It's like, what am I? What am I missing? What am I feeling like I don't have? And then glom onto that kind of a concept. It's like if somebody says, "Well, you need to have this palette of eyeshadows because it's got all these reds and oranges." It's like, well, does that fit into my lifestyle? If it doesn't, it's like no, that's a no. But if if you're looking, let's say you're busy, as she says she is, and you're looking for a product that does a whole lot of stuff, it's like, well, start searching for products that meet all the requirements that you need for your life. What am I missing? Oh, I don't have I don't have a neutral eyeshadow palette. Oh, I don't have you know a quick foundation slash concealer. Oh, I need something that's going to keep my um, oil shine down. Then you start looking for products like that. As opposed to just saying, well, such and such is talking about this. Do, do I need this? It's like, you know whether you need something when you look at it. Let's be honest. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's a difference between need and want. There's lots of stuff I want because I see it. But do I necessarily need it? No, that's the question you've got to ask yourself. Well, this looks really exciting. And it's got a lot of these people are all saying it's, it's amazing. So do I need this? It's like, well, no. Do you need it? How does it fit into your life? Or do you want it? Because they say it's good and you think it's going to be fun. Because sometimes, I mean, let's, let's be honest, it's, it's color cosmetics. It's fun. It should be fun. It shouldn't all be about what I need. But the thing is, do you really need that? Are you going to wear purple eyeliner? Are you going to wear that color lipstick? It might look good. It might look great on them, but is that going to fit into your lifestyle? I know 5 million people that have a drawer full of stuff they never touch. Because everybody told them it was the next best thing to slice bread, but they didn't think how it fits into their life. You could type into a Google line, you know, why is such and such moisturizing? Why is this waterproof? Why is such and such blah, blah, blah? And you'll get results and you could start reading reviews. And the thing is, you're going to be able to compare results until you find what the majority say about the product. Kevin, is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about um, just in general? It could be about the industry. It could be about the, the internet. It could be about anything. My biggest thing is um, we have a climate, a social climate today where people are afraid to fail and people are afraid to make mistakes and people become polarized and don't do anything because they're afraid that they won't do it right. You gotta stop that. Failure, my success is built on failure. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't fucked up as much as I have in my life, I would not still be doing this 35 years later because every time I make a mistake, believe it or not, it makes me grow. You have to make mistakes to grow and people just don't want to. It's like, well, I didn't want to do that. Why didn't you want to do that? Well, I thought, you know, I thought I'd do it wrong. So, so that means you're not going to do it at all. Makeup is fun. Makeup washes off. It's not like tattoos. Go out there and have fun. Play with makeup. Try new things. If you don't like them, wipe it off. Try something else. It's, it's, not, it's not that serious. I make it serious because it's what pays my bills. So I have to take it seriously. But as a consumer, you don't have to take it seriously. You know what? Go out and have fun with makeup. Play with things. Put some glitter on. I don't care. Maybe you're over the age of 15 and you think you still want to wear glitter. Yeah, be that girl. I don't care. <laughs> Is that judgy? <laughs> no. I, I Now I understand why you're taking the path of motivational speaking because you are, are now the sage of all things beauty and you want to pay it back. So that's, that's an excellent note to end everything on. 
you have been amazing. I think that a lot of people are going to be able to understand how to shop a little bit better as a consumer. I'm going to put on the website at beautygps.com all the different resources where people can find things, including you and your social media handles and and so on and so forth. But I want to really thank you for taking your time to do this because your time is super valuable. But I thank you so much for having me. And I just hope I haven't confused people totally. And I hope I've said some relevant stuff. And um, I'm very appreciative that you asked me to spend time with you. Um, and ask me and ask me any other time. And hopefully I'll keep my mouth shut enough so people can actually ask questions live. (laughs) There's so many different relevant things in the industry and you have so much to contribute. So thank you again for contributing today and teaching our listeners how to shop at the counter. And maybe you'll look like a film star too. I know it's so sad, but our journey has drawn to a close. I hope you've enjoyed learning about how to shop for your personal care products with Kevin James Bennett. Please visit our site at www.beautygps.com to navigate our social media as well as leave questions and comments in our forum. We want to make sure your burning beauty and wellness questions get addressed during our next live Q&A each first and third Saturday of the month. Thank you for listening. This is Mary Shook signing off. Beauty GPS in the Hot Seat is copyright 2019. All rights reserved.